I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope. Max Roy Brown, how are you? Hello, Jack. Yeah, good, thank you. And today we're joined by the podcast's favourite cricket analyst, Dan Weston. How are you, Dan? Yeah, I'm good. Good to be back. How are you? How's things with you guys? Yeah, we've been doing quite well. We've been doing quite well. We've been enjoying a lot of the IPL, I think, um, and the Blast, um, which will, of course, form the two main topics today. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be discussing T20's final finals day, or the, or the 76 overs of finals day that I think, yeah. think we managed to squeeze in in the end, which wasn't too bad, considering we've had um, torrential rain <laughs> across most of the UK in the last few days. Uh, and then we'll be having a look at the weekend slate of IPL fixtures and um, before we get on with that boys uh it is it is now officially the end of the cricket season in the uk um, bearing in mind how how badly it was affected by the pandemic what would you rate the the cricket we managed to fit in max um i'd i'd i'd, uh, I'd be hesitant to give anything a 10 out of 10 it's just not in my nature so i'll give it a nine <laughs> yeah a nine that's pretty strong i was i'm surprised by that max uh, dan how, what did you think Yes, yeah, an interesting one. I think that, that from like a structural point of view, I think we probably maximised the the output, if you like. So you know, we couldn't have got a lot more in. We couldn't have got a more competitive tournament in probably you know in the time scale that we had. Um, from a standard perspective, I think it's probably a little bit of a departure from from previous years. Um, you know, most teams didn't have overseas players, and um, yeah, I think Knots who won the Blast were the only team to have two, which yeah, maybe there's some correlation. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so you know that, that's that's obviously an issue. Not the fact that England had two squads for a lot of the summer as well, kind of impacted on that quality a bit. But by the same token, it was really good to sort of get some more exposure for younger players to come in, and you know maybe they wouldn't have had such an opportunity in normal circumstances. So yeah, yeah. Um, really um, if you work with me, skip ahead about two minutes. Um, but I really enjoyed the summer because working from home, you could basically just watch the cricket. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see your I've point. Watched, <laughs> I've watched more cricket. I've watched more cricket this year than I have in well, since I was a kid, um, and, I, and I have really enjoyed it. And, and, and long may it continue as well. I've, I've been really into the IPL. So, so um, you're in uh, you're in the camp of more pandemics then? <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm in. The, I'm in the camp of we should all remain working from home. I think we need to see structural change. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Max, before we move on and talk about the Blast, can you remind our listeners what they need to do? Yes, uh, so you can find us uh, at the Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram, so please follow us there. And also tell friends, tell your friends, tell your family. Yep, do that. And um, hit the subscribe button. Review us. We had had another review in this week. That's good. That's 65 reviews on iTunes so far. Mostly good. Um, yeah, mostly. I think it's four point eight or something like that. There's a couple of bad yeah. ones when we slagged off Tony. <laughs> there are there are a couple of bad. We had that we had a couple of weeks ago, Dan. I don't know if you listened, but um, we uh, we we really went for Tony, and that's never a good thing to do if you if you um, want to look after your iTunes rating. Being holy are the ones you just don't you don't criticise on social media at all, right? Yeah, no, um, and, and we did, and and we we found out why. We paid uh, the price. <laughs> why that's the rule. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a really quick break uh, and then we'll be with yeah, then we will be back with the blast Huge 
Yep, so as you say, Jack, the T20 Blast finals day sort of happened. Um, on Saturday, it was very much blast off. I, I, can't, I can't claim that one, but it had to be said. Um, yeah, no, as you might expect for, for an oct- a, a day in October in the UK, uh, it rained a lot. So there was, there was no cricket on the Saturday, but fortunately, uh, the powers that be... Saw they foresaw that potential eventuality, and uh, and there was a backup day. So for for the first time in the history of the blast, we went to a reserve day, and there was in fact another reserve day planned, uh, just in case we needed it. But that was that was set for Wednesday, which I was a little perplexed by. I'm not I'm not sure why why that is. Just 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 to give it a bit of time for all the rain to clear. And then for two more days of rain to build up and then rain again <laughs> on Wednesday, <laughs> Next, the front, just, to, yeah. just in case we needed it. Um, in the end, didn't matter. Uh, we managed to get uh, a, a T11 slash 16 finals day on on Sunday. Um, so well well done to everyone involved for that. That's uh, quite quite impressive getting all that cricket done in suboptimal conditions, I think is fair to say. Um, I personally, I don't know, I don't know about you two. But I'm I'm not sure I can think of uh, many worse ways to spend a, a Sunday on a on a damp dark October than, <laughs> than running around after a cricket ball. <laughs> I I yeah I can't believe it. I um I, so I'm in a, because I arrange the fixtures for for the team that we play for Max. Um, I am in a Facebook group where other people log in to try and arrange recreational cricket matches, and there were people trying to get games on this Sunday, and it's just, it's absolutely blows my mind that anyone would would willingly do it. I mean, if you're paid. I kind of understand that there's an obligation there, <laughs> isn't there? But, uh, yeah, it didn't look it didn't look like it was too much fun uh, no. when I tuned in. When you start the season in April, you most most of the time you want to feel that slip, but in April you you don't, <laughs> do you? You do not want to feel that slip. That's not where you want to be. Um, I, I would imagine October's uh, similar with the added issue of the ball getting a bit slippery. Um, speaking of which, I'm very sorry, Dan. <laughs> but uh, we should spare a thought for for Leicestershire, who were so close to making it to finals day, but for some um, some some uh, last last uh, last ball misfielding, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and, and losing over before, yeah, and, and and losing losing the quarterfinal on well on a power on the power play on how many runs were scored in the power play, yeah, it was a strange one. I mean, yeah, obviously guided, but really proud of our our efforts this year. Um, you know, I started join joined them in July, so you know, I've been working with the guys for a couple of months now, and you know, really enjoying it so far. But yeah, you know, obviously, we know we knew the rules in advance, so we can't really, you know, have mm. got no complaints from that perspective. But you know what, Super Over is just such good TV generally. I mean, we've already had two in the IPL this year, obviously the World Cup final last year as well, fifty overs. So I mean, like, it seems a bit of a weird rule that, that you, you power play power play count back rather than um you know a super over which is just like another quarter of an hour of amazing drama usually <laughs> yeah like, I mean, we, why would you not do that on tv we, we have a tried and tested tiebreaker for <laughs> situations where a t20 game ends in a tie it's great and it works and everyone loves it so it's uh yeah it was an interesting interesting one um but you know cricket finds uh ever ever newer ways of, of breaking ties it seems this year so I wonder. I'll be interesting to see what the next one is. 
Well, apparently, um, it was the first to stop deciding was wickets lost. Yeah. So there was this weird scenario where, is it, where if Knotts didn't understand the rules properly and ran two and then tried to run a third and got run out, we'd have won on wickets. Which <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> would have been amazing, but yeah. Once, Not to be. Well, once once the misfield happened, maybe uh, maybe a second deliberate misfield might have been uh, might have been <laughs> yeah. on the card. <laughs> Some ultra high level tactics going on there, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll move on from uh, from twisting the knife uh, into you, and on to on to finals day itself. Uh, so it was Surrey, Gloucestershire, and Notts v Lancashire in the in the semis. Surrey and Gloucestershire got it underway, eleven overs aside, um, and it was yes, star studded Surrey kept the the less star studded but uh, by no means uh, untalented Gloucestershire who performed very very well in the t20s this year uh, unfortunately they only made 73 for seven off of their 11 overs which was never going to be enough it's not great uh, is it no uh reese topley was two for 15 off three liam plunkett with three for 12 off two so there's uh just an example that having some international talent in your team can sometimes be quite useful um <laughs> And then, and then, sorry, unsurprisingly, chase that down with a little trouble, despite uh, three for eighteen from David Payne, who, um, as uh, as you mentioned earlier, Dan has had a, a really good season for, for Gloucestershire. About really good three or four seasons. His yeah. numbers are really good consistently over year after year. So, yeah, fair play to him. He's taken sixteen wickets this year in the blast. Yeah, so I think that's um, that's second only to I think it was Dan Moriarty. For sorry, he's taken seventeen, and Jake Ball. Was the the leading wicket taker, so uh, I think actually Dan Moriarty is probably one of those players um, who uh, you mentioned has really benefited from the lack of overseas players yeah. in uh, in um, in the tournament because you know, he's a, he's a young player who's come from Surrey and taken heaps of wickets. So that's yeah, I think I had Shadab Khan as an overseas prior to the pandemic, so you would have assumed that maybe that Khan would have come in for him as a, you know another spinner. Yeah. So yeah, he probably wouldn't have played much. So. Amazing when you give give young players the opportunity. Sometimes they perform. Yeah, well, maybe the maybe the future uh, one day uh, one day cup in uh, in hundred oh, world <laughs> will will actually prove to be uh, pretty pretty handy. We'll see. Um, on to the other semi final, uh, not to be Lancashire. It was probably equally um, equally simple, really, for for Notts as it was for Surrey. Lancashire fared slightly better. They made ninety four for four, but hardly. Uh, Hardly barnstorming off 11 overs and not chased it comfortably with nearly three overs to spare. Um, helped towards the end by uh, Dan Christensen's 12-minute barrage of sixes. <laughs> he hit 30 off 13, uh, which <laughs> is a nice way to finish things off. Yeah, I, so in, in that game, it was, I think it's, um, Lancashire have been quite an interesting team in this tournament. Haven't they bowled the most overs of spin in the blast ever, I think? Um I wonder, maybe this is one for you, Dan. Yeah. I wonder whether in a in a really shortened game where it's eleven overs and and, and the value of your wicket is is pretty minimal, to be honest. Whether yeah. having to bowl that kind of third spinner, Liam Livingston, is quite a serious problem for the for the balance of your team because he was the one who really did get pummeled by Christensen in uh, yeah. in that over. Was it four consecutive sixes? Um, Although saying that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that Livingston versus Christian is like the worst matchup in the world for the for the bowling side. I mean, it was interesting because like, Christian hit four consecutive six, I think, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, 
scored 30 or 13, so basically you scored six off the other nine balls. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but I think spinners in... I've done some research on like T10 and stuff before, and if I recall correctly, spinners were, were more economical, but they maybe had like a higher potential average okay, yeah. that makes sense so they're, they're, uh, they're, a wider standard deviation exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um yeah good way of putting it so so yeah it's a bit of a bit of a risky one perhaps but but you know not not bowl three spinners against lancashire and, and i think lancashire were always going to bowl three spinners <laughs> at least so um yeah it wasn't you know not surprised necessarily how that one went in terms of like spin overs bowl percentages yeah so um that that set up the uh, the final then, which uh, a, a pretty tasty looking final, I think it's probably fair to say between the two, uh, well, the two best teams in the tournament by points record in the group stages, uh, Notts and Surrey. Um, and I mean, if you if you looked at the scorecard or the or the final result in of itself, it probably doesn't tell the whole story. It comes across as a pretty comfortable. Uh, win which it was in the end um, but it was probably a bit more engaging than that uh, Surrey started pretty slowly Hashim Amla was uh, strangled for a torturous three off ten balls um, which uh, is, is not, not, it's not the start you want to get off to in a in a final of a, of a T16 uh, but Jason Roy and Laurie Evans came together for a, a 90 run partnership which got Surrey going again and it looked like they might at that point post a, a pretty reasonable total, but uh, at this point it's when uh, my uh, my friend Dan chimed in and ruined it for every Surrey fan. He all day had been on top top form of saying something and the opposite happening. He was in <laughs> pure commentator curse mode, and he just couldn't. We'd warned him, we told him. We, we, he knows what happens. He watches cricket. He knows what happens when you do this. But he couldn't. He couldn't help himself, and he chimed in on on WhatsApp. I think put, he, putting Jamie Overton up the order is the right thing to do here. After Laurie <laughs> Evans was out, uh, so very predictably, Jamie Overton was out first ball to oh, uh, no. a pretty stunning one-handed take by uh, the knots keeper Tom Moores. So uh, thank you for that, Dan, um, from all Surrey fans. Uh, and that really sort of led to uh, to Surrey meekly limping to 127 for seven, which never really looked enough until not started batting. And Reese Topley took Alex Hale's first ball, and uh, a couple more wickets for Will Jackson. Suddenly, Knots were 19 for three, and it looked like that there was a game on. Uh, but then, um, and then Ben Duckett, who seems to now be a T20 superstar. Came in and scored uh, 53, broke the back of the chase, and um, Trago and Christian finished it off. Uh, 408-year-old Peter Trago. Yeah. <laughs> he uh, he always performs <laughs> against Surrey. I don't like him at all. But um, what's, what's happened with Ben Duckett from being failed England player to... Oh, I don't know. It's like some players, uh, they have a standard, don't they? Um uh, to be brutally honest, <laughs> maybe <laughs> and maybe this is his standard. Somewhere between um, county and international. Yeah, I don't know. Did he ever really convince as an international cricketer? Maybe he's just quite a good county pro, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think like, looking through the Knots lineup, they have a pretty good and um, for for a domestic team, it, it, they they have a pretty good T20 team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there, there are some counties who don't. If we're if we're going to be polite about it, they have they have the the sort of red ball players having a go 
um, which I think leads to a kind of two-paced blast some of the time where, where you end up with some some clubs that effectively aren't even really trying to win it and then others that, that really do focus on it. Um, I I think Knots have got kind of an, a, a, have found their, their niche, if, if you like. Uh, in T20s with with the players they've got and and a few of them being failed internationals or mm. or being international or expelled uh, internationals expelled yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it definitely helps that so I mean I mean let's be honest if you're if you're the only team with two overseas players and you've got Alex Hales and you've got Duckett and you've got Patel who have all played for England you're going to be pretty tricky to beat um, yeah I think that's basically the story of, of finals day and maybe the tournament as a whole. It was interesting because Chris Nash didn't play in the final. He's 37. And they actually brought in an, a player to increase their average age of their team. That's quite a stat. But yeah, I kind of agree with everything that you guys have said, really, in terms of, you know, having those, you know, guys on the fringes of the England team, if you like, or former internationals and two overseas and stuff. I mean, if they didn't get to finals day, you probably wouldn't say it was a you know, huge underachievement, I suppose. Yeah, they might, might be looking for a new uh, new analyst. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting to see that, you know, Dan Christian's been, been in interviews going on about uh, uh, old old guys win stuff, basically, is like yeah. this this theme that he's he's been trotting out and you know, uh, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't, but I'd also suggest there's quite a lot of correlation with the uh, success and budget as well. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I, I, I think I did see, maybe it was you or maybe it was Crickfizz that, that tweeted the average ages of all of the T20 uh, blasters. Yeah, I, I did it and then a quick, quick info, I also did a similar one. Oh, I did okay, one, yeah. Um, the average age of players with like five or more appearances in the group stages. Yeah. And the is it the the or seven of the eight oldest teams made it through to the quarterfinals yeah, or something like that? It was it was quite a Leicestershire um, it were maybe the slight anomaly with the the younger team as well. The the, the, yeah, the progressing. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I mean, Gareth Batty drags Surrey's average age up quite a lot, doesn't he? Was he about eighty four yeah, now? <laughs> Does Ricky Clark play in the T twenties? Uh, not yeah. often, no. He okay. has done because <laughs> he's. Um, not knocking on death's door, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> we had you had uh, Imran Tahir last year as well. Yeah, <laughs> you had you had to hide Gareth Batty and Imran Tahir at a short third man or short fine leg. So there is a point where age does become uh, less of a of a boon and more of a more of a drag on uh, on the fielding side of things. Yeah. So anyway, um, not one. Um, yeah, Max, as a Surrey fan, were you gutted? Uh, I was I was disappointed, but. Surrey, had, well, from where they started the season, which was losing every game, and then starting the T20 season by losing and uh, tying a game where they needed, I think, three off a, off five balls or something. Um, getting to a losing final was a pretty good outcome, so I was I was pretty happy. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, seeing Dan Moriarty perform well for Surrey is a good thing. So he's a left arm spinner, so he'll be in the England team before you know it, and then. Uh, summarily chucked yeah, out yeah. when he doesn't <laughs> take six wickets every game. Um, I, I also thought it was interesting. So finals day, did every team chase that chased win? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, is that um, um, is that is that usual for well, finals day? I mean, I I, I I I think Dan, you mentioned didn't you earlier that the stats in the shortened form heavily favour the chasing team. Yeah, so that was quite a surprise to see see Villas choose to to bat first when Lanks won the toss in the second semi final. Um, 
but I kind of think that's kind of often is their way, if that makes sense. They probably mm. try to bowl a bit more spin on a mm. used pitch later on. Um, but yeah, um, it's funny because like I think if if a team you know in a twenty over match they'd have posted like one four five and one by like five or ten runs or something, the commentators would be going on about scoreboard pressure in a knockout match <laughs> and stuff like that, and and and. We didn't really see it in this, in this, uh, in this, you know, knockout, knockouts on finals day. You know, one twenty-seven or sixteen is probably a bit under par in the final, especially when you're going thirteen off the last fifteen balls. When you, you know, if you if you get yeah. twenty-five off the last fifteen balls and you're in a decent spot, um, uh, but one twenty-seven or sixteen is not great. But by the same token, you know, it's probably the equivalent of like one fifty in a twenty-over mm. match or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and that was enough last year. So yeah, and it's been enough in the past, exactly. So you know. We didn't see the scoreboard pressure this time, that's for sure. Yeah, okay, well, that, that's my <laughs> theory slightly blown out. Um, the other thing, that, or, or a couple of other things for you, for you Dan, I think. Um, do you think we saw the best two teams in the final? Um, good question. I mean, Knots, I mean, there's only one team that have beaten Knots all season. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's this year, and we've got a tie game as well. So, yeah. So, I does mean, that mean technically you won? Yeah, yeah. I suppose if some people say, well, if he beats him and he beats him and stuff yeah. like that, yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, we could have knocked them out in the quarterfinals, but overall, they've got the best record in the whole competition, so it's really difficult to to dispute the fact that the, the best team in the comp won. Um, mm-hmm. With Surrey, I mean, Surrey have got some excellent players, and you know, Will Jacks as, as well as Moriarty has had an excellent tournament with both bat and ball. Um, you know, they brought in Laurie Evans as well, who's, who's done well, made an immediate impact from from Sussex. And, and having Jason White at the top of the order is obviously a um, huge advantage over most teams opening batsmen <laughs> as well. So um, and Topley as well as yeah, international quality bowlers. So they've got sort of five real high quality players. The thing with Surrey is that you know they could name another team and it would still be really good. You know, yeah. with all the players who like you know aren't available for them for whatever reason as well. So yeah. Um, I think if Surrey had their best team, they would really be probably the best T20 team or one of the best T20 teams in competition. I think. So a reasonable competition then. Um, and then, like finally, before we we move on to to the IPL, maybe um, the, the two of you. I, so I I haven't watched that much Blast, if I'm honest. Could you tell me who who the player of the tournament was in your, in your mind, and maybe who you think the young star of the tournament was as well? Oh, that's a good question. Um... I would say the player of the tournament was probably the player I think who got it, which was Will Jacks, because of the batting and bowling impact that he had. Um, but there's, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of breakout players and a lot of players who have had massive impacts. I mean, Joe Clark hitting like 370 runs at a strike rate of 175 is just mm, that's decent, <laughs> certainly good numbers. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So, but Will Jacks 309 at strike rate of just under 150 is is obviously good from. From a sort of bowling perspective, we spoke about Moriarty and you know, he got 17 wickets. David Payne does what he does and got 16. Renaissance of Jake Ball is an interesting one. I think he was kind of dropped halfway through last year and perhaps if Gurney was fit, might not have even been in their first choice team. Um, but then ended up taking 19 wickets. And yeah, as George Garton as well has done well as a young player, sort of quite unexposed player as yeah. well. Yeah. And Max, what would you? Who have you got a favourite? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not not gonna disagree with uh, Will Jacks, obviously. Um, <laughs> and I've already I've already mentioned my. Uh, it's a very very selfish point of view, but my I already mentioned my 
um, who I was most impressed by as a young player, which is uh, Moriarty, because he's come come from um, yeah, just come straight from uh, from sort of uh, nowhere School. really in the in the youth in the youth <laughs> setup and um, bowled bowled really really nicely. Um, been very surprised by Will, how effective Will Jacks has been with the ball. And I know he can bowl a bit of off spin, but um, yeah, four for sixteen in the fi- in the quarter final was pretty impressive, and then. Um, one for five off two overs in a T11 is also pretty handy. So, um, so that that was uh, that was quite impressive. Yeah. So you basically picked two Surrey players. Yeah. Players, uh, well, well, I've, well, I've mainly, <laughs> wa- unsurprisingly, Jack, I've mainly watched Surrey. <laughs> so um, no, that's there is that. I've I've been well. I mentioned though, didn't I earlier? I've been um, been impressed with how how Ben Duckett's played. That surprised me. He's he scored quite a few runs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't um, see that coming. No. That, well. Maybe you should have. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that I, I think that wraps up most of the blast, doesn't it? I mean, if anyone else, has anyone else got anything to add before we move on to the IPL? No, I'm good. I think we covered it pretty well. Yeah. Yep. All right. We'll take a quick break and then we will be back, uh, starting chronologically with last Friday's game, Sunrisers Hyderabad featuring I Super Kings. Now, to the IPL. Um, So, we're talking on the Monday, after the first of the double game day weekends. There's been a lot of cricket um, to to get through, so... um, Bear with us. It's, it's been it's been an onslaught <laughs> to keep up with. Uh, we'll start chronologically with Friday's game: the Sunrisers Hyderabad v Chennai Super Kings. Um, so it was an interesting an interesting game. This one, I thought. So Sunrisers they they decided to bat first, um, and about halfway through their innings, things weren't going that well. Um, Warner and Williamson, their two Antipodean stars were out uh, off consecutive balls. And Crickviz's Crick predictor at that point reckoned they were only going to get to 133. Enter Priyam Garg, uh, the India under-19s captain. Uh, 23 balls later, he had a 50, and Sunrisers Hyderabad managed to get their, themselves up to 164. Um, I will remember that game for Priyam Garg's sort of announcement, or announcement of himself to the world, which I thought was quite stunning. But I think a lot of other people will be thinking uh, or will be looking at Chennai Super Kings because um, they turned in an, another strange um, batting performance. I, I never really actually looked that close to to getting to the score. Um, Dan, what did what did you think of uh, of, of the Chennai Super Kings batting uh, in the game on Friday? Yeah, well, it's, it's such an interesting one because we've seen like a couple of times in this comp already, but. Teams have tried to take it as long as possible, and then they'll tee off right near the end. You know, in the big the two twenty three chase, Rajasthan did that, and then Tawatia just ended up smashing. <laughs> uh, 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 and then I think it was Mumbai. The, the next day, they got a super over from what looked like basically an impossible position. Yeah. But the thing is, right? 
that is not a good template. It may have worked on those occasions, <laughs> yeah. but that's quite a really horrible template to use because there's just so many things that can go wrong. And unfortunately, it also seems to be a CSK's favourite template as well. So, yeah, you know, they're 114 for five with 14 balls to go when Jadeja got out. So they, that, at that point, they needed 51 from... 14 pools, yeah. <laughs> and, and the fact that they got... They probably feel like they're vindicated for this this approach because they only lost by like seven runs. But by the same token, you also got to remember that Kumar got injured and Abdul yeah. Samad had the last over, which he would never have done normally. <laughs> so, so it probably would have been reasonable to say that if in normal circumstances, it would have been like a 15-20 run loss. Yeah. Like, I mean, Sam, Sam Curran hit the last ball of the game for six. It's it, it, the, yeah. the, it, Even that puts a... A little bit of window dressing on it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, some, on something that was quite polishing bad. a turd a little bit. <laughs> um, Chennai Super King shaped turd. <laughs> um, so who do you, I mean? We need to apportion some blame here, and I know who, I, who I'm going to blame. Um, I I think the captain Mahendra Singh Dhoni needs to stand up and take a little bit more charge of of these run chases. Um, I mean, I think to begin with, I think CSK's batting lineup isn't great. I think it maybe needs a reshuffle. I'm, I know Watson scored runs on Sunday, but I'm not 100% sure he's he's necessarily the answer. Um, Faf similarly has scored quite a lot of runs in the tournament, but isn't a particularly quick run scorer. So I think they leave they 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 have a batting lineup that can leave them in a hole. Um, and then I think that maybe the man who 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 could get them out of the hole is is the captain. But he can't do that if he comes in with seven or eight overs to go, or, or even ten overs to go. I uh, so I I I'm saying I think Mahendra Singh Dhoni should be batting in the top four for CSK. Is that crazy? It depends on your approach because, like, yeah, he's a, a good batsman and he's got like, this this bias towards six hitting as well, which is so useful in T20. You know, and there's very few players who score more sixes than fours, and he is one of them. Um, but his strike rate against spin is, is quite a lot worse than his strike rate against pace. So if you bat him at four, then you've got that trade-off oh, okay. yeah. a bit. And I, I guess it depends which way you want to... Should, should, should he open then? <laughs> Personally, I'd probably have him like, in a similar position to where he bats, okay. but just tell him not to chew up 20 balls before <laughs> he starts hitting out, basically. That would be a, yeah. a decent... Oh. Well, this is the thing with Dhoni, isn't it? He seems to have taken this on, and it sort it seems sort of started at the uh, the World Cup last year, where he'd come in and do nothing for fifteen balls, and then go ballistic. But normally, uh, yeah. he would just go ballistic from the start. Well, maybe not to start, but like after like five, yeah, get himself after five balls, oh, and then yeah. after after a normal number of getting your eye <laughs> no, rather than eating up three overs. We don't, we don't have to wait until uh, they need like 16, 17 and over for him to start looking to it. I mean, 12 and over might be a decent starting point. Yeah. It is a huge ask. He does, I mean, like, I know it's his kind of brand, isn't it, to take the game deep. But it, the last, or sort of three of the, the five CSK games, he's taken even that to, to such an extraordinary... Yeah, you can go too deep. <laughs> you can go too deep. Uh, that's definitely true. I mean, I... Looking at it slightly more broadly, I really do think that CSK aren't very good. Um, I, I think so. They they are um, a little bit of the darling of, of of the cricket hipsters. I think if if that I think it's probably fair to say there are a lot of people who look at what CSK do in the IPL and think that that is the template. 
for for running uh, a T20 franchise. And I think they're probably correct about that in, in, in some of the years. Maybe not the two they were banned for betting <laughs> scandals. Um, but I think my, what my argument is that that, that the, the template they had is starting to run its course. I think some of their players are too old now. Um, and I think uh, some of their strategy around, particularly their overseas players, probably slightly erroneous. So I looked up how much money they're spending on, on their... The overseas players and they they spend a lot on the top four basically and a little bit on to here who's like the fifth. Um, the backup players are Mitch Santner and Gidi and Hazelwood. So uh, Hazelwood would maybe a little bit of an unknown quantity. And Gidi's gone round the park and Santner I don't really think is if if I'm going to be really honest in, in my view isn't IPL overseas player quality. I wonder what would have happened if they'd spent that money slightly differently. On maybe Tom Banton or Evan Lewis from the West Indies. Yeah, Banton wasn't wasn't expensive either. Though, yeah, it was, yeah. would have been quite, quite reasonably priced for them as well. Yeah. So I think what I'm saying is that CSK are in this position because of Dhoni and because they actually haven't made very good acquisitions uh, in in recent years. Yeah, oh, an int- I wrote a lot about CSK and their strategy in my book, so I, I feel like I, you know, reasonably well qualified to try and talk about this a bit, but. The last couple of years, they've won like an absurd amount of tosses, <laughs> and and basically, you know, that can mask a lot because this decent chasing bias in the IPL and you know, win toss chase is has been a good template in India at least. Um, and you know, when you're winning like seventy percent of tosses or something, that just gives you such a massive advantage, and perhaps it masks the decline of a few of the CSK players because, you know, you're in a more of an advantageous situation so many times. And also, like, they worked out last year that at home they could just bowl an absolute ton of spin. And um, the other opposition teams didn't really work that one out as much. So they exploited their home conditions really well as well. Um, and they don't have either of those. <laughs> well, they shouldn't. I mean, tosses are obviously an unsustainable luck. And... They don't have that home ground this year. So those two advantages are either gone or going to go. So, yeah. And we're starting to seeing that a little bit more now. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that there are circumstances as to why they maybe performed well that aren't sustainable for the team going forward. And maybe the mistake that they might have made is thinking that the performances were sustainable when they probably were. Papering over the cracks, basically. That's, that's quite an interesting point of view. Um, we should mention before we move on to the, to the next game, um, the actual winners of, of that game, <laughs> Sunrise and Hyderabad. <laughs> um, they've struggled in this tournament, I think that's fair to say. Is, uh, Max, maybe you can answer this one or, or go first this one. Is the top four that they could, or, or they they put out in this game and the game after that, and, and maybe the game before that as well, so uh, that's Warner, Bairstow, Williamson, and Pandey in a, mm. in a four. Is that the template for them going forward, or or do they need to rip up the, or do, do, or do they need to rebuild the team at the end of this season? Because I, I can't see them making the playoffs, to be honest. <laughs> no, I, I think something has to change with that, but I, I think part of it is not having Suresh Reiner. I mean, that's a... Isn't he a CSK player? Well, who am I, who, who am I, who am I, I getting mean, that, mixed that, up That with? might be a problem for yeah, them. Yeah, no, I'm just Maybe it's a target for the next auction. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we'll, uh, we'll rewind on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. Priam pre- 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 Garg, essentially what I'm saying is um, 
is Prem Garg is a young player and he has a lot of responsibility as the uh, that batsman to follow the top four. So whichever player it is that he would he's playing in place of, <laughs> they need to find. Um, I think he that, could, so I mean, they won he this, game, this game and he scored a fifty, and that's that's I think that's quite telling. Uh, the other game they've won in, involved Kane Williamson scoring forty, and it, you know both of those games have involved not picking Mohamed Nabi, and they will miss his bowling. But that's they've sort of got themselves a bit hamstrung in how their team's balanced with overseas players, and I think that's what they need to sort out going forward. Because yeah, I think you're right. They are they are in real trouble of not making the playoffs, which is going to make me look very silly. <laughs> uh, Dan, have you got anything to add? Um, or, yeah, or, definitely. Uh, balance. It's a bit of a strange one. I, I don't like the balance at all either. Um, uh, Naby was interesting. The first match he got dropped for was against a team with four left-handers in the top seven. It's <laughs> against Delhi, I think. It was. So it's like, why would you drop a right arm spinner against four left-handers in the top seven? Um, but yeah, um, I wonder how close they might be to ripping up the Warner Bearstow opening partnership. Because, okay, so in a few like interviews it seems like Warner's keeps going on about reducing these dot ball percentages and stuff which my research tells me is a really quite flawed strategy yeah I we picked up on this a couple of games ago yeah. that he that was the thing he highlighted as the problem and it's when they're hitting like 12 percent boundaries in all these matches which yeah. is just awful so actually it's the opposite it's the boundary hitting that's the problem and you know when he's hitting like three boundaries off 29 balls, seven boundaries of 44 balls, chasing 209. That is just not going to win you matches. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting that Trevor Bayliss is their new coach, right? And yet they've adopted a very similar model to what they had under Tom Moody, which was like to get 151-60, put it on the board, and then use their quality bowlers like Rashid Khan with Neshwak Hamar and a couple of others to try and defend those sort of middling scores. And yeah, Bayliss has gone in and the strategy hasn't changed. But Bayliss with England was like hit and hit and hit and more hit. Yeah. So it's a bit of a contrast in in it from Bayliss with England to Bayliss with Sunrises. And and I think the the there's got to be some changes there either personnel wise or intent and mentality wise because you know it's, it's a very strange situation because you know a lot of teams have got like hitters at the top. Mm-hmm. The Sunrises kind of have like Warner, Pandey, and Williamson are all quite. At the moment, the current version of Warner, at least, is, is quite rot- um, rotation orientated, and I, they've almost got like, three anchors in the top four, and then a load of young kids who can come in and hit like lower down the order. And I'm not really sure that that's a really great template for for success at this point in time. Yeah, well, it certainly doesn't seem to have been today. Um, at the end of that game, that that meant the CSK had won one of their first four matches, and SRH had had won two, lost two. Um, which moves us on to Saturday. So Saturday was the first doubleheader of the IPL this year. Uh, the first game, the morning game, played in, in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> the desert heat. Uh, the Rajasthan Royals took on Royal Challengers Bangalore. Um, the Rajasthan Royals batted first. Um, I, mean, I always think that in, 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 these games are quite interesting. And by these games, I mean the games that involve Royal Challengers Bangalore. Because you have <laughs> literally no idea which team's going to turn up. Um it turned out in this game it was good RCB. So good RCB uh, reduced Rajasthan Royals to thirty for three or something like that, and and then the Royals struggled their way up to one hundred and fifty four. Um, Tuatia again uh, turned up and hit, hit a few sixes, yeah. um, but nothing 
nothing that really took the game beyond uh, RCB. Um, and, I, and I reckon, I reckon, so Virat Kohli, he might not be the best T20 batter in the world. Uh, he might not even be in the top 10, to be honest. But I reckon he is the best T20 batter in the world when the target is 150. Uh, that's yeah. perfect Kohli territory. And um, even though he sort of was maybe slightly behind the rate for some of his innings, eventually, like a... <laughs> Like uh, like the apex predator he is, um, stalked his prey and and they won fairly comfortably. <laughs> now, I read somewhere the other day that like he's one of the best players for like turning a mediocre strike rate into a good strike rate at yeah. like, latter stages of his innings. So yeah, yeah, no, definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think I might be wrong, but I think Coley in the death overs strikes at about 190. So when he wants to go, he definitely yeah. has the capability to hit. Um, yeah. It's just that he he sometimes takes his time to go. Um, I, I, RCB are interesting, aren't they? Max, are you a fan of the Royal Challengers Bangalore lottery approach to T20 cricket? Love it. Absolutely love it. You never know what you're going to get, do you? Which is literally <laughs> what I wrote down about today's game for RCB. It's just... It's, it's nice to go into a game and genuinely not know what's going to happen because there's when RCB are playing, you can't ever have a favourite for the game. It should <laughs> no, be evens isn't. for everyone. <laughs> it is. Uh, it is. It is quite funny. So in, in their first game, they won fairly comfortably. Then they lost by a hundred runs. Then they won a super over. Then they won by eight wickets. Uh, then they today they lost by by sixty. So it is basically just like there's no. There's no logic to to Royal Challengers Bangalore um, at all. I saw all. the table. They've won three out of five games now and got a net run rate of minus 1.36. <laughs> That's <laughs> astounding. They are, they are an astonishing um, outfit. Uh, we'll talk about them. So we've got two Royal Challengers Bangalore games, so we'll, we'll get into them, in, I, I guess, in a, in, a, in a minute as well, Max. Um but let's talk about Rajasthan Royals now because they they started off strongly and now they've kind of been dragged back um, into into the mire of the, of the IPL mid table. Uh, it looks like teams have sort of worked them out a little bit um, in that if you don't lose too many wickets to Jofra Archer, the rest of the bowlers are kind of plunderable. Um, Smith in one game actually used seven bowlers, which for for a T Twenty game is. It's quite a lot. You'd think you might go if to six. If you've got but... seven options, then your team's wrong. <laughs> it's um, it, they seem they seem in the bowling department to be struggling a little bit. There is a man coming back who could potentially solve that. Um, ben Stokes. He's either on the plane or just landed. He's in quarantine. Yeah. Will he make a difference to this Rajasthan Royals uh, outfit? I, I I hope so. But when was the last time he played cricket? It's going to take a while to get going. I think he's gonna. He's gonna. I think we've seen a few of the players who didn't play as much. So basically, not the English and the Aussies, and mm-hmm. maybe some of the people who are in the uh, CPL as well, have taken a while to get going because they haven't played much cricket. So Ben Stokes hasn't played much cricket for the for the last few months because of for obvious reasons. So to expect, I he is quite uh, an astounding sportsman. So I wouldn't be surprised for him to turn up and prove me completely wrong, but it would be asking a lot of him to expect to turn things around immediately. Dan, are you looking forward to Ben Stokes returning? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it's, it's another real sort of quandary about sort of Stokes in T20. So his boundary percentage with the bat is not as great as a lot a lot of people would probably think. You know, 
we, we, we have these images of him smashing sixes all over the place, even in like test matches and stuff, and a headingly match or whatever in the ashes. And, and yet his boundary percentage is kind of middling in, in T20 cricket. But, and he's a useful bowler, but he's, I wouldn't necessarily talk, talk about him as a genuine, a genuine four over bowling okay. option. And he does have the tendency to go for 24 or four balls as well. <laughs> Uh, but what he will offer Rajasthan, I think, is a lot of balance in their team and uh, and the opportunity to structure up a lot differently. And uh, I think in the first couple of matches, Rajasthan went kind of a bat of light and, and uh, when they're playing at Sharjah and just looked to try and utilise some hitters down the order like Jofra and, mm-hmm. and Tawatia and Tom Curran to try and, to try and you know, hit, hit at a small ground, which seems fair enough. They've gone with the extra batter think on this this in this match and you know they went to hit one five four but I think Stokes will enable them to structure up quite a lot differently in yeah. terms of that balance and obviously he's a gun fielder as well so he's a kind of three-dimensional player yeah I uh, just just as a quick aside if you like so we, we we've talked about about um balance in uh parenthesis a lot on this show uh or on this particular episode what not Gary <laughs> not Gary <laughs> Um, what what does balance in a T20 team mean? Um, just for people who maybe don't watch as much cricket as we we do. Yeah, well, okay. So from from my perspective, I I, I quite like having at least one, if not two, bowling options in the top six because it enables you to structure up your team quite a lot differently. So either by picking an extra batsman or having a few, you know, a spare bowling option. You know, we talked about having bowling six or seven players. And and bowling six or seven players, like, kind of haphazardly is is just because, <laughs> oh, someone's gone round the park in their first time. <laughs> or whatever. It is not great, obviously. But by the same token, if you've got, say, especially if you spinners, you've got a spinner in the top six batters, it enables you to maybe go a little bit more match-up heavy and, and to, to, to target opposition weaknesses a lot more. So... Having having that that sort of batter in the top six or two batters in the top six that enables you to have that sort of extra balance or extra options and flexibility is 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 pretty useful, I think, in T Twenty cricket. Yeah, and then I guess beyond that as well, if you've got four overseas options, you want mm. the the spread of them in your team to be somewhat even, so that you don't want them exposing. to be three of your top four batsmen. Basically, well, I think I think that's what I'm getting at <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, because <laughs> you you have like four. Um, well, you have four chances to pick an elite cricketer, basically, don't you, with those overseas players? And and if you pick three elite batsmen, well, they can't all be out there at the same time. Um, and that also means that your your fifth bowler is unlikely to. I mean, you you, you might have five elite Indian bowlers, but it's probably not the the option to have five elite Indian bowlers is probably not there. Um, which I guess is the other part of that. Yeah, well, um, financially, as much as anything. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that I, I think that kind of wraps up Rajasthan Royals v v Royal Challengers Bangalore, doesn't pretty, it? Pretty one sided, wasn't it? Yeah, that left Rajasthan Royals with a with an even two and two record, and Royal Challengers Bangalore at that point having a three and one record. So they were looking like good Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, let's move on to the late game on Saturday. Then we'll take a quick break, um, as we are covering these games in quite a lot of detail. Mm. <laughs> Um, the the late game was the Delhi Capitals v Kolkata Knight Riders, um, and this maybe was the game of the weekend. I think uh, it was it was a proper heavyweight brawl of a cricket <laughs> match. Um, so Delhi Capitals they went out and they they scored two hundred and twenty eight, 
which um, sounds like a lot of runs, but then you have to factor in that this happened at Sharjah, and the boundaries are about as big as a snooker table across. That's the long side. Um, uh, so the 228, I, 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 I genuinely thought at, um, at the innings break, that the, there was a chance. I I reckon KKR had a sort of a one in four chance of chasing that down. Um, as it turned out, they they didn't quite get there. They lo- they they probably lost too many wickets. Um, I think uh, Delhi Capitals, despite conceding over two hundred runs, actually bowled okay. Um, and 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 uh, there was an, there was a, a speech Ricky Ponting gave doing the the rounds on the internet um, or, or on Twitter um, earlier today, where he was sort of pointing out that you know to to go for 210 at Sharjah is not as bad as it looks. Heinrich <laughs> um, <laughs> Nokia um, taking three for 33. Again, I'm going to emphasize at Sharjah is is about as good a bowling performance as I think you'll you'll see in the IPL. And and this all meant that um, KKR eventually um, ended 18 runs short. Um, I am going to apportion blame here to the Kolkata Knight Riders batting lineup. Um, Max, <laughs> yeah, Max, Kolkata Knight Riders, uh, is Narayan the best option at, up front? Did Dre Russ come in too early? Should Kartik be batting above Morgan? And should Cummins be batting above Rahul Tripathi? Answer those questions for me. Um, no, yes, <laughs> no, and no. Okay. Is that right? Did I get that right? Uh, well, no, I, I think they're, they're all reasonable questions to, yeah, I, to I, ask. I, I've... Well, I mean, Sinod Narayan's been doing that role for a long time in the IPL, but he's not been doing it very well this year. So He didn't might... do it very well last year as well. I went back no, and looked at this. No, or last year. So you might consider changing that up a bit. Um, o Morgan, on the other hand, has been batting quite well, so it's surprising that he didn't come in, especially, um, yeah, maybe at four where Andre Russell came in. Um, and and then, yeah, Cummings, go- Cummings going in when he did was interesting because I mean, he's not renowned as a... I mean, he can hit it a bit, but he's not really renowned as a as a lower order finisher. So, all all interesting questions. It would have been interesting to see what had happened had they uh, gone gone with a different approach. But yeah. it's easy to easy to say that from after the fact, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, Dan. Uh, same Morgan questions. at six though is weird. That yeah. is weird. Yeah. I mean, so, Dan, same questions for you then. Narine is is he still an opener? Dre Russ, did he go in too early? Kartik batting above Morgan looks questionable, or is there actually sense to that? And um, Pat Cummins above Rahul Tripathi seemed yeah, they're interesting. All, they're all valid questions. Yeah, so I think my internet dropped out. Uh, That's right. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah. If you hadn't said that, the listeners would never have known. <laughs> <laughs> so, Narayan, okay. So, it's it, it, the pinch hitter is such an interesting debate, generally. I think that it's... A decent strategy, but with a lot of caveats, basically. So if you if you have Narayan as a pinch hitter, you basically need to pick another batsman because his balls per total figure is so low. And by the same token, if you lose that early wicket, you've got the other batsmen have got to understand that that's just a bowler that you've burned and not a genuine batsman. So you know if it gets out in the first. Over or two, don't like go into your shell and defend because you've lost that early wicket kind of thing. And you know, we've seen, we've seen situations where like Lahore calendars before think, had Narayan as a pinch hitter and then had a tail that started at about six. So that, that's, <laughs> that's not a good call. <laughs> so so yeah, um, you, you kind of 
there's scenarios where it could work and there's scenarios where it, it, it maybe shouldn't work. Um, the thing with, I've actually studied the KKR a little bit with Narayan, and when he pinch hits and opens, um, their strike rate is better in the power play, but their balls per dismissal, unsurprisingly, is lower. But the knock-on effect of it is that they're, in the matches where he's opened in recent years, their death over strike rate is worse yeah. because of the implications of losing the extra wicket earlier on. So it pushes other players into needing to come in earlier. Yeah, I, um, I'm just to, to jump in as well. I, I think the, it makes the, the matchups quite easy as well because he really doesn't look like he wants to know about anyone bowling quick and short at him. And yeah, it, yeah. it means that you, you almost, I mean, in the, in the games I've watched, you almost get a free over of, of dot balls um, if, you can, if you've got a bowler who can bowl above 140 and is happy to sort of dig it in a little yeah. bit. Um, but yeah, carry on. Sorry to, to jump in. Yeah, no, so I mean, that's yeah, kind of, the other stuff. I mean, I don't mind Russell coming in at four because, you know, like you, you've got a massive chase on. You need, what is it, about 100, 155 off 12 over <laughs> when he comes in at four. Uh, so, yeah, I guess, yeah. yeah. Get your best batter in, I think, at that point in time, or the guy with the you know, yeah, highest yeah, strike yeah. potential, at least. The, the curious ones were with Morgan not coming in above Karthik, which is a bit strange. Spe- specifically, is like Morgan tends to like to have, well, he can like to chew up a few to start with, so getting him in earlier before he explodes is probably a decent strategy. I think he, did he have like a 20 ball 16 the other day, which is not great? Yeah, he did. Um, Although I think that was in a chase where they only needed about seven and over. So it might, maybe there was some mitigating stuff there. Mm-hmm. I would have put him in above Carthage, and that's not with hindsight. As soon as it happened, I thought it was really weird. Um, Cummins over Chapati, well, I guess they just kind of wanted to try and tee off, basically. And I, I don't think that decision has as much impact as, as Morgan over Carthage. Yeah. So you, you think maybe there's one big call there and, and then the Narayan yeah. one, it might, might make sense in the longer term if the batting unit as a whole understands why it's 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 happening. Although, although yeah. as you say, yeah, you do maybe lose someone down the order. Um, anyway, it, it was really good. I mean, the games at Sharjah, they're box office, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they, are, yeah. they are, it is such a ridiculous cricket ground. Um, uh, the IPL from watching matches at Shard. Oh right, yeah, no, <laughs> just so many runs. Um, it's almost, it's yeah, it's almost like run fatigue by the end of it. It's just like not another six. Come on, um, it's huge. It's sixty <laughs> meters, and it's out of the ground. It's on a road. <laughs> um, that that game meant uh, that the the Delhi Capitals atop of the IPL. Um, I'll repeat that: the Delhi Capitals atop. Um, of the IPL, uh, which I I don't I think we thought they might be all right, but they're they're maybe a little bit better than all right. I think um, KKR they have an even two and two record, uh, which at the time that I wrote that down was good for fourth. Um, Shall we take a quick break? We're halfway through the weekend's games, uh, and then we will come back with uh, Mumbai Indians v Sunrisers Hyderabad, Kings eleven v Chennai Super Kings, and Delhi Capitals v Royal Challengers Bangalore. We love hearing from our listeners, so please follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you have a great story like Scotty G did about the Hayden Way, Matthew Hayden's personal website, we want to hear about it. So from wherever you're from, send us in a great story and we'll read out on the show. Email us on thecricketpod at gmail.com. Thank you very much. So... 
That took us to Sunday, and the first of the two games on Sunday was Mumbai Indians versus Sunrisers Hyderabad. Sunrisers would probably have been looking to move on from their victory over CSK and get themselves right back into the competition, having had a pretty inauspicious start. Um, but unfortunately for them, Mumbai enjoyed their day out in the back garden slash snooker table <laughs> of Sharjah, racking up uh, another score of over 200 for them and for Sharjah. Um, but uh, it doesn't quite tell the whole story. Um, it was quite an eventful uh, 200 and um, eight that the Mumbai Indians uh, ended up with. Um, three drops on the boundary, two that probably should have been taken, which ended up going for six, and things could have been a little different. Then again, that was smattered with uh, an unbelievable catch, running full-length dive from, I think it was, um, was it Pandy? Uh, worth checking out the highlights for that one. That was that was stunning. That was really, really good. Um but uh, even even with all that, uh, it, coming into the 20th over, Mumbai Indians, uh, 188. Ouch. <laughs> well, 100, well, 187 uh, into, the, into the last over. It was a single to take them to 188. Then there was a wicket. Oh, God. And then Krunal Panja <laughs> came in. Six, four, four, six. Yeah. Thank you. Do, do you know what's most annoying about that whole innings, yeah? Um, or... I. I had the cock and Krunal Pandya in my original um, IPL fantasy team, and they were so rubbish in the in the previous games. That I took them both out. Like, yeah, I'm I'd, not going to make that the mistake same. again. I, got, I was like, it's time to get rid of the cock. He has not scored runs in weeks. Uh, yeah. So they ended up on 208 max, but yes. surely the Sunrisers were going to chase that at Sharjah. Well, yeah, we said you know 220 is chaseable at Sharjah, so surely uh, 208 is uh, a walk in the park. And they did, they did make a strong start. Warner hit 50 after he eventually got going. Uh, Besto hit a quick 25. Pandy hit a quick 30. But they were all sort of decent contributions, but often in chase of that magnitude, you need someone to go a bit deeper. And it was all a bit, um, you know, relying on everyone to score 30 or 40 is uh, a tough ask. To be fair, though. A hundred and forty odd for uh, for three. It was still looking pretty durable, and then there were two quick wickets, which were two excellent catches, but of two of the worst deliveries to take wickets <laughs> in professional cricket that I have ever seen. Uh, the first worst one was um, a rank full, like waist high full toss. We're talking close to no ball full toss that was um, hit out, and then. Um, Chaha took an unbelievable catch on the boundary where he somehow didn't touch the rope with his back, which was phenomenal. And then, um, and then there was another diving catch at short, uh, short third man off. I think, I think that was uh, David Warner off Pattinson when it was just, it just, it was a wide. Just leave it. It was a like, <laughs> wide half tracker. It was dreadful. And um, then we were back into familiar territory for SRH with uh, their you know, top. Four batsmen all gone and not really enough to follow it up. Priam Garg didn't follow up his uh, his good form on Friday, on Sunday, and that was sort of that was that really sort of limped towards a, a pretty uh, pretty lame conclusion. Yeah, and uh, and a comfortable win in the end. Um, and then the other thing we spoke about balance earlier, Williamson. Maybe not. I mean, he can bowl a bit, but maybe he's not the spin option in the top six batsmen that you want. He went for 24 of his two overs. And again, that's a bit of the Sharjah effect in there. But yeah, dis- uh, 
it, yeah. it was it, yeah, it was a sunrise game, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was a story of of what could have been. They, and, they're uh, quite a frustrating team to watch, I find. Because you yeah. think like a team with Warner and Bearstow opening the batting is going to be box office, but it just it's not been, has it? Something that's last year not it clicking. was. Last yeah. year it was, and this year it's maybe you know maybe it's um, maybe it's the pitches. Who knows? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, who does know? Um, it could be the heat. I don't. I don't know if they've got any answers. I mean, I. I can't imagine Bearstow enjoys the heat. <laughs> I can use that excuse for him. Yeah, I. Can we not talk about Sunrisers Hyderabad again? Yeah, because they're. I just they're 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 too rubbish for me to, <laughs> to articulate any more points on. I think uh, Mumbai Indians, on the other hand, they look all right, don't they? Um, yeah, they they do. They really do. They. So I've I I've got down here that I think the Mumbai Indians look like they have. The, the highest basement level in the IPL. Does that make sense to you two? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think that they've got players who can do all the different roles. You've got hitters at the top. You've got you've got guys who can kind of anchor, and then you've got a, a, a smorgasbord of hitters that can come in and finish the innings. Yeah. Then bowling-wise, you've got two decent openers, um, and you've got a good spinner. Um, I, I think that the, the roles are all quite well-defined, and mm. I think that for them to lose or for them to have a bad game, either the other team has to have a real day out or multiple areas have to fail. So SRH to lose, basically they need their top order to fail. And that happens a lot in cricket. Yeah. Um, so they're, I mean, that's quite a significant vulnerability. For Mumbai Indians to fail, you can lose Dukok and you can lose Sharma and then someone else will come in and they'll rebuild for a bit and yeah. uh, Ishan Kishan will knock it around for a while and it still leaves you the Pollard acceleration at the end or the Pandya Brothers acceleration at the end. Yeah, well, I um, think... Um, and I, I just think it's hard for them to... Yeah, I think it's hard for them to fail, basically. Yeah, I think a real revelation this year has been uh, Ishan Kishan and uh, Raul Chahar as well, the, the pair of them. I actually been said brilliant. before the tournament that Chahar would be bowler of the tournament. Yeah, he's been he's been phenomenal. Cool, but... Well done. <laughs> I, I read about him in my book. He's got the he's got the highest dot ball percentage out of any spinner in the iPad in the last three years. That's good. Yeah, decent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, is there anything else to mention? I mean, it's a bit of a blowout that yeah. game, wasn't it? I I, lo- I love the Mumbai team and the way that they set their team up. Like they they've basically got the ability to have seven hitters and they're probably when you say that Rohit Sharma's probably the anchor of the team yeah, that's, that's really it's ridiculous yeah <laughs> and, and, and I think that was kind of evidenced again in the match against Sunrisers because um you know Pollard and Pandya came in and then played these cameo innings Kunal Pandya I should say came in came in and played cameo innings and just got them from what was looked like a sign of Below par score to to somewhere which is probably about parish for for Sharjah. and they've got those to say hitters and they've got such clear clear role clarity. I think the only thing that I would say that they lack um, is uh, a sixth bowler, uh, particularly hard, not really bowling, and um, a death a premium death bowler to go with Bumrah. Obviously, Bumrah's mm-hmm. premier death bowler, and I don't really think that. Bolt or Pattinson are premium death bowlers. So, I mean, obviously, but they bought Pattinson in as a late replacement. Uh, I think they've got Nathan Coulton-Isle on the bench as well. He might be able to to do something there. Adds a bit more depth as well with the bat too. So so there's yeah, some, some choices there as well. But yeah, overall, balance-wise, structure-wise, the way that they're set up to play so suits T20 generally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to have to really 
have other teams are going to have to have those days out that you mentioned, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that, what does that mean? That means that the the the, the Mumbai Indians have won three out of five, Max. Uh, yeah, so they lost the super. They lost the super over with the the crazy chase, and then they lost on the opening opening night against CSK, which is looking more and more surprising the more the tournament goes on. Yeah, no. Um, so they they find themselves in second place um, on on net run rate, uh, and I think you can almost pencil them in for the playoffs. Whisper it, maybe, but I think <laughs> you can. They're they're almost. They oh, they just look so good. So so much would have to go wrong, and that moves us on to Kings Eleven Punjab v Chennai Super Kings, which was the evening game uh, for UK listeners on Sunday. Um, I don't think it's really worth us spending that much time on this. because um, <laughs> Kings Eleven Punjab are pretty bad, and the game was quite one-sided. Uh, but to, to recap quickly, uh, Kings Eleven Punjab batted first and scored 178, um, which sounds like it was sort of all right, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, what ended up happening was that Chennai Super Kings won by 10 wickets. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the top 10 highest partnerships in the history of the tournament. Uh, my question for you two is, why are Kings Eleven Punjab so bad? I mean, I think it's the bowling. Is, I think there are two yeah. things, actually. I think I've got there. The, the bowling is pretty clueless. Um, I think I, there is a, a heavy reliance on Mohamed Shami. Yeah. Um, and I think, and every time Chris Jordan comes in, it doesn't go well. I think the another problem they've got is that KL Rahul just bats too slowly. He he uses a lot of balls to go to quite a pretty sixty. Mm. No, definitely. Which might be. I mean, he, is, he, is he the top run scorer in the tournament? So, but that might sound ridiculous. But just in a game where where 178 clearly isn't enough to use sort of 50 balls to get 60 is is not really cutting the mustard yeah i'd agree with that i think that you know obviously he scores runs year in year out but he's not doing them as you know aggressively as he might at the moment but i, I don't know with this with the king's 11 I don't, I don't like the way that they've structured up a little bit i think that that They've got Glenn Maxwell at five, and and I think long term he'll come good, but I think they should make more use out of his bowling, particularly against left-handers. And I just don't like their bowling options in general. Um, it's weird because like if you look at like someone like Chris Jordan's data over like various comps and stuff, he he has a that's quite strange dynamic of probably playing a little bit better for England than he does in the mm-hmm. franchise comps, and. Um, I don't really see that that Kings Eleven have got great death bowling options really at the moment. I it think hasn't that's... looked like it so far. No, <laughs> and 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 that's I think it's going to cost them quite a lot over the course of the tournament. And they sort of have like a kind of like a filler position in their bowling attack that they don't really know what to do with it and stuff like that. And I kind of think maybe they've got Majib, I think, haven't they? That that, that hasn't really played. So I think far. yeah, he's on the bench. Yeah. Yeah. So. There may be some other options there. Um, Bishnoy's done quite well. It's sort of been his first season for them, the spinner. But on the whole, yeah, I don't know if there's that much to like about the way that they've structured it up, which is, yeah, it's a bit of a surprise. But, yeah, we'll have to see how it goes the rest yeah. of the tournament. Uh, Max, one for you. Uh, any praise for Shane Watson? Oh, he didn't get out of OBW, so that's, <laughs> that's always to be lauded. 
<laughs> I, I think Shane in, in T20 cricket, um, he might be towards the tail end of his career, but he's he's one of the all-time greats. So in my opinion, he's in. he walks into an all-time T20 11 of all yeah. the players who ever played. He was an uh, early adopter. And it was it was fun to see him smashing the ball around one maybe one more time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and and of course Faf as well, uh, continuing his his fairly prolific tournament so far, um, which brings us on to the game today, Matt, the last game that we'll be reviewing before we have a quick look forwards uh, after a short break. Um, yeah, it's it very was the quick. Delhi, I hope. Yeah, it was the Delhi Capitals v Royal Challengers Bangalore today. Uh, talk us through it. Yeah, so I think uh, Delhi Capitals have probably been listening to the podcast because we had a bit, we had a bit of a go at them last week for uh, <laughs> almost certainly <laughs> for for not for not being powerful enough. You know, they've scored 160, 170, and they don't really get away from there and go for the big score. So they they went to Sharjah Char- and scored a bunch, and then today they scored 196, um, somewhat inspired by Marcus Stoinis hitting a a run, well, two runs a ball, 50 basically. Um, after Shaw and Darwin got them off to a, a strong start as well, and then Pant at the end, joining Stoinis with some with some smashing. So it was a pretty pretty good total at a ground where there was one quite long boundary as well. So um, that that long boundary came into play later on um, in RCB's reply when Moeen Ali, according to the commentators, really got hold of one straight to the fielder. <laughs> that was that was classic. Um, we've mentioned the commentary before; it's not improved. Uh, RCB never really got going in their reply. Um, in the sort of the top order, only three players scored at over a hundred, and one of those was uh, AB who scored nine off six. So that's not going to get you far. Coley scored forty three off thirty eight. That's not really going to do the. Not really going to, as you say, cut the mustard. Not ideal for one hundred and ninety. No, especially when there no one around you is scoring any <laughs> runs either. So we, maybe he's, you know, maybe he was going for the Dhoni. Uh, <laughs> RCB had their had their day at the weekend, and they've well bad RCB for every good RCB performance. <laughs> there is a an opposite RCB performance, and that's what we got today. And uh, um, yeah. that's that's all she wrote really on that one. RCB were soundly beaten. Yeah, I think they were. I mean, I I think we should look at the the other team though. To be honest, um, I I've been really impressed by the Capitals. I yeah. think they're. Their top four, uh, sh- uh, pretty sure, Shikhar Darwan, Shreyas Iyer, and Rishabh Pant is a pretty handy top four. All mm. Indian as well, so that means you can store um, your overseas players to do something else, uh, such as Rabada, like, like be your yeah, well yeah, like Rabada or like your finisher Stoinis. Um, mm. I've not always been a big Stoinis buyer in the past, but he seems to have found a, a role as a as a finisher, and he also looks massive. Like um, I was watching some of the innings today, just like standing next to the stump, he's about five times wider than a set of stumps. Um, Most of that's his neck. He's yeah. <laughs> a colossal human. And then yeah, you've got Nokia and uh, Rabada as as um, two of your overseas bowlers, backed up with Ravi Ashwin. Um, I I um, I, I think oh, so well, that's, I forgot to forgot to mention that. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll go back to it. But I'm I'm just going to say, like having seen sort of four or five games of everyone now, I uh, I think Delhi Capitals are going to win the IPL. I think it will be a a Delhi Capitals. Well, yeah, Delhi Capitals Mumbai Indians final. Okay, I think that's probably as far as I'm willing to put it. 
Yeah. Do you want? Can you can you quickly mention Ravi Ashwin though before, uh, yeah, before we so let Dan well, speak? <laughs> just be, just before the start of the tournament, we said that he'd had a little uh, a little conversation with Ricky Ponting about the fact that we don't want any man cadding. And if it hadn't been for that conversation with Ricky Ponting, there would definitely have been a man cadding today because <laughs> Aaron Finch was some way uh, uh, out of his crease when Ravi Ashwin came into bowl and he warned him this time. Yeah, I so, so he's learned. I so wish he'd done it. We I all wanted so, it. I would have been so good. And it would have it would have saved Aaron Finch a little bit of uh, a little bit more torture at the crease that he's been enduring <laughs> lately. Yeah, he looks a bit ugly, doesn't he, Finch? Yeah, at the moment. Uh, Dan, what did you think of today's cricket? Well, first start, I'm in the pro man cad camp. If you like, <laughs> well, that's the only camp to be in. It's uh, yeah. It's, uh... Well, I mean, like if 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 a batsman's allowed to get halfway up the, <laughs> up the pitch by the, to do a run, why wouldn't you? able to do it the other way around you know and if a bowler's like a centimeter over the line for a no ball say off a siren yeah (laughs) it's not not just the eye test anymore it's a siren yeah so why can't you do stuff the other way around you know and 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 as as well with ashwin bowling if you're gonna try and steal a few yards as a batsman don't do it against Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> the one person you don't do it to, surely it's got to be him. A hundred percent. It feels like that should be one of the things of the team meeting. Every time. It's like uh, Ravi Ashwin, quite a few variations for an off spinner. Also, don't leave your crease if you're at the non striker set. <laughs> <laughs> it's no secret, it would, is it? It would definitely be in the data pack if I was working <laughs> yeah. with your team. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Max, anything else on today's game before we uh, we take a quick break? Uh, no, just to say, yeah, another excellent performance from Delhi Capitals. And is it fair to call them the surprise package? Because you said we we thought they'd be quite good, but they've been way better be than we good. expected. I think. Yeah, I think some of their players have really uh, turned up to use the football expression. And I think I think Stoyness adds a different dynamic. I don't I don't think before the tournament any of us, well, maybe you, Dan, as, as the analyst, no. but 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 I, I certainly didn't see Stoyness as 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 the fifty off twenty five balls player, which he has oh, been oh, twice wow. now. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. In fact, I thought he was completely pigeonholed to open. So, yeah, he's proved me wrong massively. Yeah. Anyway, that means um, the Delhi Capitals—they're they're top. They've they've won four out of their five games. Uh, followed by the Mumbai Indians and Royal Challengers Bangalore, both three and two. Um, KKR and Rajasthan Royals, one-one, or, or, or have got an even record. And then there's the Dregs, including Dhoni's Chennai Super Kings, in the bottom three, who all have losing records. Um, we will take a very quick break and then we've got a few previews uh, for the next three IPL matches to take us through to Thursday's IPL special. It was 335 to win for India and then came the near unbelievable part. Sunil Gavaskar batted through 60 overs and made 36 not out. I've never seen anything quite like it in a limited overs game before or since that day. It was almost as though they were having batting practice. Either that or playing for a draw. England won the match by 202 runs. So the upcoming IPL matches, oh, should we, we'll just do them in chronological order because um, that makes most sense uh, because we're all familiar with, with the nature of time. <laughs> um, Tuesday's game is the Mumbai Indians v Rajasthan Royals. Uh, both teams have blown a little bit hot and cold, but as we said, uh, we think Mumbai Indians are, are, are a pretty handy side. Um a few of the Rajasthan Royals are, are going to have to play well, and I've highlighted one here. Sanju Sampson, I think, needs to to re- recover his the, the, what he was doing in the first two matches as opposed to the second two. And I think Butler um, 
hasn't really turned up yet. And I think I think Rajasthan Royals will be wanting to see something from him. Uh, fellas, what do you think will happen tomorrow? I'd I'd like to see Rajasthan Royals put the cat amongst the pigeons and uh, sort of even even things up in the table. But I can't see it. I think Mumbai Indians are probably gonna win that one, and I'd say they'll probably do it reasonably comfortably. Yeah, Dan. Um, I think Mumbai are probably quite justified favourites before the match. Um, with we talked about earlier about you know a few players having to come off for the opposition for for you know to, them to be beaten, and I think that Rajasthan do have the players potentially. You know, Jofra, Joss Butler, Sanju Samson, Gopal's an excellent leg spinner as well. So there's there there are you know, and don't forget Rahul Twatia either. <laughs> Who could? We, would, we uh, never would. Who could forget that man? Um. Yeah, and so you know, I think Rajasthan's big players are going to have to perform really well, no doubt about that, for the, if they're going to win. But but I wouldn't write them off. Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm on the Mumbai Indians um, bandwagon as well. So it's a rare triple threat prediction. From Get your money podcast. on the Royals now. <laughs> uh, brings us on to Wednesday's match, Kolkata Knight Riders v Chennai Super Kings. Uh, I think this, this could be quite an interesting match. Um, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the game between the IPL's historic giants, if you like, um, and the team who, on paper before the tournament, I think a lot of people reckoned might be the the team to beat uh, in KKR. Um, if if CSK lose, I think they're going to legitimately. I, I think they well. I think they'll, they'll, the equation will be they'll need to win something like six out of eight matches to make the playoffs. So it could be uh, a must win game. I mean, it might be the first must win game of the of the tournament for for Chennai. Um, I think that KKR are going to win um dan what are your thoughts i think they've got too much firepower for csk so you know if they csk win the toss as usual and uh, elect to chase I yeah think kkr could you know put the put too much on the board for them yeah max yeah i i can't see it going the other way but i i just I've, there's a there's a funny i've got a funny feeling i just i feel like something uh something funny's going to happen yeah. Maybe it'd maybe Donny eighty or forty Ooh. balls or something. That'd be quite tasty, wouldn't it? I mean yeah. it was it was it, it was quite fun. Sam Curran hat trick. It makes things happen. <laughs> it is quite fun watching the Donny train sort of start to leave the station. It is is one of the really exciting things I think in world cricket because the commentators get into it, the the other team are obviously aware of, of, of Donny's legacy if you like. It would be nice maybe to see Donny orchestrate one final chase. Um or, or maybe not a final chase, maybe one penultimate chase. Uh, but I've got just one question on this. Do do we think that Tom Banton might be an option for KKR if they were to move Narayan aside, or does that leave their bowling too light? I think so. Unfortunately, the bowling would be take a massive hit if you do that that like for like. Um, but then you know, Karthik hasn't done much with the bat so far. Banta could take the gloves, but I don't think they're going to drop drop Karthik. No. So, yeah, uh, they'd have to completely restructure I think to sort of shoehorn him into the team. So we're not going to be seeing Tom Banton is your answer. I, to... I don't think. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. That it's a minute. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I'm KKL on that one as well. So that is that. Hold on, is that two, 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 KKL three? On oh my lord! Yeah. <laughs> uh, which brings us to the final game we'll preview before uh, we do our midweek catch up on Thursday or our late week catch up, really. I suppose because Thursday is Thursday the middle of the week. Not when you do it in the evening. 
No, yeah, yeah. By the time it gets out, yeah, it is Friday. Um, Thursday's game is the Sunrisers Hyderabad v Kings Eleven Punjab, the battle of the basement. The two <laughs> worst teams in the tournament. Um, I reckon the season's probably over for whoever loses this. I just can't see any lucky route back or individual performances that can drag a team back from the brink when 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 the supporting cast is so poor for for both teams. Um, I honestly cannot call this game. Um, Max, what do you reckon? I'm back in Sunrisers. CSK managed to beat Kings Eleven. Sunrisers mm. will beat Kings Eleven, and maybe it'll be Warner and Bearstow's time for a 180 run partnership at the top yeah. of the order. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, Dan, I'm sorry, I'm going against consensus here. I'm going for Kings Eleven in this. Um, oh. I I'm such a not a fan of the the way that. Sunrisers are structured up and have the potential to chew up a lot of balls. Plus, Kumar might be injured as well still. And I'm going to go down the uh, Kings Eleven route for that. And uh, they've just got more firepower, really. Yeah. Well, you've, you've talked me round, I think, there, Dan. I'm going to go Kings Eleven as well. Um, although I think that might be one of their, their final wins of this season. Uh, that... That wraps up the IPL and it wraps up the Cricket Podcast for this week. Um, thank you for listening. A, a quick reminder that you can find us on Twitter at the Cricket Pod, um, or you can drop us an email if you like, uh, thecricketpod at gmail.com. We haven't had a listener story in for a while, have we, Max? It would be um, no, actually, I, and um, we've had some good ones. So we have. Please yeah. do. Have, you, get in have touch. you ever met any famous cricketers, and, and were they weird? That was the <laughs> that's the topic. <laughs> anyway, I think yeah, they're um, always weird. <laughs> thank you very much for listening Dan thank you very much for joining us uh, Dan where, where can people find you if you want to point them or if you if you want to yeah, uh, like sure. where you um, can be found at Twitter at SA Advantage and my website is sportsanalyticsadvantage.com yeah thanks it's been great having you on the show as ever um, yeah, some, some, some fascinating insight uh, and I'm sure our listeners will agree thank you for listening goodbye <laughs> <laughs>